Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for Busted Open Radio, the podcast edition. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. Joining me, as always, got my tag team partner, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, man, it was a great episode of SmackDown last night. And of course, we are going to dive into it here on this show. But my main takeaway through the gauntlet match, through Adam Pearce coming out victorious and all the chaos in between, I don't care about any of that because it sure as hell feels like Shinsuke Nakamura is back in the WWE, baby. Let's go. Shinsuke mania. Like, you talk about a guy that came on strong. You got to listen to what we said about Shinsuke because we put it down. Absolutely, absolutely. And it wouldn't be a Saturday show if we weren't talking about the great, incredible work that Roman Reigns, especially from the psychological aspect, continues to do on Friday nights. Nailing it again last night. We dive into that. And we also take a look back, Mark, at a conversation that happened earlier in the week here on Busted Open between Steve Austin, Bully Ray, and Dave LaGreca. That's right, Stone Cold, the one and only stopped by here on Wednesday. We kind of talk about that and kind of dive into uh, Steve his words and really his comments on The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, because there was a lot of good stuff in there and you gave some great context as well. Anytime that you're able to have Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore type of uh, guys on the show, you have to shed the light, put the light spotlight on them. And Steve did not disappoint. <laughs> Tune in. This is the week that was on a Saturday morning with Busted Open. Let's go, bro. Let's get it. It's here on a Saturday. Welcome in. Rub the sleep out of your eyes. Pull those Cheerios or whatever lovely cereal you got on the docket. Pull down the cartoons because it's busted open time. I'm Ryan McKinnell here on a Saturday weekend host. And joining me, as always, my tag team partner, the great, the one and only WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. What's up, brother? Man, it is good to have you back last week. I tried to pull it off. I tried my best to take the place of the immortal Ryan McKinnell. And, and, and we almost, we swerved y'all. We swerved y'all. I, know, I don't know if you heard it or not, if it was just a hiccup. But uh, y'all, y'all thought we were going to start with the weekly winner. But it didn't happen. Didn't happen. That's once again, ghost fingers, guns on the ghost board. Fingers. He just, Guns continues to just shit the bed sometimes in a way that we just, you you just have to throw the whole bed away. Like we're on our third bed. 
We're on our third bed. It's just the new year. It's the first. It's the new year. Come uh, on, guns. I just like that you picked up on that. I mean, it was like a, it was a half a second clip of the weekly winner to start the show. Just guns misfired, and you can't get anything bisexual chocolate. Always paying attention, no. Mark Henry. Hell no. That's that. Like you know, there's a show now, um, and you got to name the song in just like a beat or two. Okay. Like, it's, it's a new show. Uh, I okay. can't remember what network, and you know, I'm just out here freestyling. But so I'm it's just like name, so it's like name that tune. Yeah, name that. Like you remember name that tune back in the sure, day. Sure, sure. Like sure. yes, man. Like a reboot of that, basically. And uh, I would love to be on that show because I love music like that. Yeah, like you know, little little clips and stuff. That would be fun. You know what? We should uh, we should do I'm something like that one shot. Saturday. Well, yeah, we'll get we'll get on the you know, guns can do some things right. So maybe we'll get on the horn with him as the as the weeks go on, and maybe we can formulate something and have a little competition here on uh, Busted Ooh. Open. But it is good, Mark, to be back. I missed you last week, big man. I know you and Tommy held held it down, but it was more like you holding it down because I think we had some technical difficulties. And the world's strongest man, right here, you ran solo with the Busted Open Nation. The good thing is, Mark, we are back here on a Saturday. I know the Busted Open. Nation is back, 877-344-4893. Looking forward to catching up with the nation, and I'm glad they uh, held it down with you uh, last week. As uh, You know, like I said, I missed you. It was a lot of fun, man, but, you know, it wasn't just me holding it down. It was me holding it down with the nation, and the nation stepped up, man. We had a full bank of calls the, almost the entire show. Even, even in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the show, uh, we had people that were on the line, like ready to go. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is a testament to what we do on a Saturday. Like there's a lot of people that go and work so hard Monday through Friday that, you know, they can only hear busted open in spurts, you know, right. like when they're, you know, driving to go get breakfast or they're showing up to work or they sneak out, you know, y'all sneak out. We know what y'all do. Yeah, sneak out, get a little, oh, let me listen to this segment. Oh, I better hear him go back to work for my ball sketch me. You know, like, we, we know what y'all doing. Can I, but, can I fit a call in? Can I fit a call in? Yeah, man, let me sneak in. <laughs> I'm going to get on the line just in case. <laughs> and, hey, man, I really got to take this call. It's a family emergency. <laughs> yeah, we, we know it all, guys. You're not getting nothing by us. We know. But on Saturday... They get to tune in and listen to what happened the entire week. And it's like the cliff notes for those of you that actually went to school that uh, actually paid attention in class and the labs and everything. But anyway, I digress. Like, it's that's what this show has become. And I love it. I, I, I mean, I tell you, man, I, I look forward to Saturdays. One, because Ryan is a damn fool like me. Like, I like to play and joke around more than Dave and I. We play. But we have Mr. Ed, the famous Mr. Ed. He keeps in your ear, yeah. keeping us. Yeah. He's like the principal. Like, he's Mr. Building. <laughs> he, like, he keeps us in line. And we're like, me and Dave want to go loose, but uh, not so much. Yeah, guns guns can't keep us in line on a Saturday. It is very much uh, Ryan and Mark doing whatever we want. And uh, the listeners would know that, Mark, if they would have had access to the show before it started about the first 10 minutes of show. I say it all the time. Oftentimes, the breaks and the pre-show are some of the best content here on Busted Open. But that's just for Yikes. us to smile about. And maybe for the behind-the-scenes, you know, 
features 10 years from now when we talk about all those great times that we have had. But Mark, Speaking of great times, man, it is good to be back. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here on this Saturday with you. And we got plenty to get to. We can start with SmackDown last night. I, I feel like I say it here damn near every Saturday. I'm so thankful, Mark, you know, that uh, I mean, I love doing the Saturday show. I, we've done the Saturday show when SmackDown hasn't been the greatest. But what a treat it is you know, to come here every Saturday and the main show that we get to recap is is arguably the best show week in and week out right now in professional wrestling. And another great show from SmackDown last night, Mark. I mean, listen, I don't know what really stood out to you. Obviously, there was a, you know, a solid main event when you talk about you just in-ring with the gauntlet match. There was fun stuff involving, you know, like Billy Kay. Uh, obviously, we'll get to Adam Pierce winning the gauntlet match. But, you know, Sonya showing up. She's back. Big E. Uh, having his match just so much to get to obviously hey we got new tag team champs a really big episode of smackdown mark uh but i'm just curious what really stood out to you what uh what popped you as they said you know what man like the the biggest thing that popped me was the gauntlet match and not just the outcome and all of everything that happened but Daniel Bryan losing. Yeah. I thought that that was very telling. But Daniel Bryan said that his emphasis was more on helping the business get people over and right. to establish what it was going to be needed going forward with the talent. So I understand that. But it, it's just like I had no clue. I was not. That, that shocked me. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, I see I see it. And that's that's the thing about and I'm sure a lot of fans are like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Daniel <laughs> Bryan shouldn't have lost. Guys, it's part of the business. We're on a show now where we explain mm -hmm. the goings on in pro wrestling. Well, this is me telling you that Santa Claus is not a fat white dude that puts on red clothes and has flying reindeer landing on your roof delivering presents. Sorry. Glad you waited until I'm glad you waited until two weeks after Christmas to drop that. Yeah, wait after Christmas to <laughs> drop that news. Mark Henry, well, breaks well Mark, the news. <laughs> you bring up you know Daniel Bryan taking the L. Uh, it comes in a little bit of a of a backstory there, right? Not only did Bryan lose last night on SmackDown, it, it, as Mark mentioned, it came in the midst of a gauntlet match. The gauntlet match closed. The show, essentially, it was a number one contender match uh, to, to find out who's facing Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, right? Now, here's the thing. Right. The show starts with the gauntlet match, excuse me, starts with Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. Awesome start to that gauntlet match. Great but as start. We're, it was, it was. But, Mark, as we're talking about Nakamura, or excuse me, Daniel Bryan, um, that act, the, the, the elimination comes at the hands of Shinsuke Nakamura. I think the thing that people are talking about is the fact that the Brian loss was the third win of Shinsuke Nakamura in the gauntlet match. So by the time Brian gets to knock, right, Nakamura has already eliminated Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, and then he takes care of Daniel Bryan. Not only did Daniel Bryan essentially do the job, Mark, he did it in the context of a really interesting story. And, and it was shocking because this took me back to, you know, Kofi Kingston in the gauntlet match. Like what Nakamura did, right? Last night yeah. was, 
I mean, listen, we all know how awesome this dude is. Wrestle King 15 was just, a, you know, a few days ago. Anyone who knows Nakamura's history knows how capable this man is. But if you only know him from the WWE, then, okay, former Royal Rumble winner. He had, a, a you know, a nice push there for a minute. But where's he been for the last year? This was a real establishment and a reminder, I think, to a lot of people out there that Shinsuke Nakamura is one bad mother, he, you know he what? He's a bad dude. And he can deliver in big ways. And Mark, for me, it was great seeing Nakamura return to form last night. My hope is, is it wasn't a one-off. This is indicative of something bigger. And this is a nice solid, what's the word I'm looking for? This is a nice solid foundation for whatever's coming down the road. And you know what? Like, what's coming up soon? The Rumble. Uh, Royal Rumble, which Nakamura, former winner. it would be really, really good to have Nakamura come into the rumble and be involved in something that's bigger than what he's been doing. Even, even if he didn't win the rumble, but he had some eliminations and he got on a roll and it, and it got down to the last four, last three, um, hell the last two, it would be a feather in the cap and it would, you know, kind of give him the ability to get away from Cesaro and kind of do his own thing. Or even, you know, it gets to the point to where he's like, you know what, I think I'm better by myself. And Cesaro, what? And now you got Cesaro and Nakamura again. Like that, that would be good TV. Well, the one, the one thing we saw, Mark, is, you know, uh, listen, Cesaro and Nakamura, I mean, given, I mean, they've had good storytelling here throughout the year at different points. It's fine. It hasn't been particularly consistent, but I think the one thing that I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, uh, Mark, when we were talking about the, the IC title and, and what we wanted to see and the stories that we wanted to be told. And I mentioned breaking up those two was Cesaro and Nakamura, just because is, you know, as much as I like them and the possibility of what they could be as a team, I just think so highly of both of these men. And it's not even that it's just, I don't want to see them in tag team matches They're They are no. singles attractions to me when they step in the ring, both of them for different reasons, right? Nakamura. We saw last night for a lot of reasons why I love that man so much in the singles capacity. And uh, with Cesaro, it, it's similar. Uh, but Cesaro was just, I go back to those John Cena open challenges from whatever, like five years ago with the, with the U S championship that what, what Cesaro was able to do in a ring and Mark, you know, this you've worked with the man, you know, how strong he is. You mentioned it before. might be the strongest dude in WWE. He's just, he's so exciting. I, I, I just want to see him showcased in singles, uh, in a singles capacity. So again, as much as I hope this sets up a story for, for Nakamura and he's going to be more on our television set and a singles capacity, I also hope the same for Cesaro because they're two of the best wrestlers in the world, Mark, and I don't see enough of them on my television. That's just a fact for me. Yeah, I think that um, uh, a lot of people don't really remember because it's been too long mm. since Nakamura got those opportunities. And... Uh, I think it's time to remind the people that did see it and the people that are new to pro wrestling or uh, just here during this pandemic have started watching wrestling. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I mean, yep. like without a shadow of a doubt. And then you have Cesaro, who I think... <sighs> He's on both of our lists, Ryan, if I if I remember correctly, as 
the number one most unutilized wrestler in the world. Like his talent and his strength are not represented properly. Nope. And I wish that uh, things were different, but I I'm, I hate to be a pessimist right now because I'm usually the half full guy. <laughs> I, I the 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 Royal Rumble is coming up. This is a, this is the time. He's he's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This is this is his shit. This is the time that you uh, allow somebody like him, but you it's got to be on a build, and they haven't put him on a build. So, um, you know, I doubt that that's going to be a thing. But, man, like, there's so much that could have been done and can be done that I just don't feel like is he he's not somebody that's high on their list right now. Well, someone that is uh, high on the list of WWE and is certainly in the in the realm of contenders is one scrap daddy, Adam Pierce, Mark Henry. We talk about that gauntlet match last night. Well, the uh, head of the table, Roman Reigns, he was working some of his magic last night on SmackDown with that one and only that dastardly Paul Heyman. And through the course of last night, yeah, well, Heyman. Right. Roman Reigns, they worked their magic on Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce showing up at the end of that gauntlet match with the help of Roman Reigns, J.O. Uso attacking the well, victorious, at least in the three prior matches, Shinsuke Nakamura stealing the uh, the victory from Shinsuke and setting up Adam Pierce, a man, Mark, who has not been in the ring for years. He said it himself. Uh, he was a little nervous about getting in there. He didn't want to interject himself in the night, but Roman Reigns demanded it. And Mark, when the head of the table demands something while well, the professional wrestling world pays attention, Roman Reigns continuing his path of destruction physically or mentally. We're going to talk about it when we come back here on a Saturday. This is Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's Mark Henry. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Adam Pierce, the wow. next, the next challenger for Roman Reigns in the Universal Championship. Mark, what do you think, man? Adam Pierce, he hasn't been in a ring in uh, what I think five or six years, but boy, he he just catapulted to the top of the rankings. Man, you talking and about it, taking the training wheels off? <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. You put the wheel, put the training wheels back on. Jeez, he looked like, good, man. He looked he looked fit. That's the first time we've seen we've seen Scrap Daddy without a suit in a minute. He, he comes in and the uh, the end of that gauntlet match. You heard it right there, taking the one, two, three uh, over Shinsuke Nakamura with the help of Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. Mark, what we saw last night was another continued evolution. Not to borrow another pro wrestling sort of pun there, right? But it is a continued evolution of the character of Roman Reigns and the and the and the 
the lengths he's willing to go to to get what he wants. And Mark, the psychology of Roman Reigns continued last night. How did he get Adam Pierce to go and, 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 and interject himself essentially in that gauntlet match? Pierce said it throughout the show. It's a conflict of interest, but also said throughout the show by Roman Reigns, Mark, this is my show. And Adam Pierce, you may be the GM or you may be making matches or you may think you've got a little bit of pull here. You may think you have some juice, but I'm the head of the table. I'm the big dog. I am the uh well i am everything right now in wwe as he said last night mark this is my show and i i I love the storytelling in terms of taking another step to prove that smackdown fridays the fox network the wwe is run by roman reigns well i mean telling that story is been paramount and it's also been at the forefront of everything that we've been you know seeing because roman is saying yeah that there's nobody above him. Like I'm the one that's I, I, like we 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 equated it to him having a gravitational pull. That he is a planet, and he is pulling anything that comes with in his gravitational pull. Um, he breathes success on it, and if you believe that, then good. I tend to see that there's a little bit of uh, power that he doesn't have. He don't have the power over the sun. And without the sun, there is no earth. And I think that there's a there's going to come a day where we'll see the reveal of where this overwhelming confidence comes from. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. I feel like that's a tease, Mark. It is. It's a little bit of a tease. <laughs> a little well, bit of a, maybe later on in the show, I'll give my idea what I think is coming. Okay. All right. Well, I like it. I like it. That's, that is a, that is, that's a bigger tease. That's a bigger tease because now the chance is there that we might get some uh, follow-up on that, and I can't push him. I can't tell Mark Henry what to do. I can suggest. I can look him deeply in the eyes and give him a nod and a wink Don't and say, "Hey, man." In the eyes. That's weird. <laughs> we're on the Zoom. It's not that we weird. It'd be more weird if we were face to face. We're supposed to be brothers. We're supposed to be family. <laughs> you can't be looking me in the eyes and shit. Wait a minute. As as Tommy Boy once said, "Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug." You know, you look in the eyes. It's all good. <sighs> Make you uncomfortable, Mark? Hmm. Yeah, a little uncomfortable. Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. Getting getting ready and getting excited. Looking forward to talking to the nation here on a Saturday. I see you, Dave. I see you, Sam. I see you, Anthony. We'll be getting to you guys soon. We appreciate it, uh, Mark. Listen. Where's this thing with Adam Pearson and Reigns going? Like, do you actually think when Royal Rumble comes around here in a couple weeks that we're going to be see Adam Pearce taking on Roman no, Reigns? Or do you think this is the, the birth of something where, yeah. What do you think? Happens? I think that this is, you know, um, Adam Pearce is, uh, he's going to get put in this place and it's going to be an entertaining thing, but it's, it's not going to be anything that's going to be, um, it's not going to be anything that we'll, we'll be talking about the week after. I think that um, Kevin Owens is still such a high commodity and such a, uh, oh, Roman, I see what you're doing. You're, 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 
you're putting yourself in there with people that you can you can destroy, you can manipulate, sure. and yada yada yada. And um, just to not have the heat of somebody that's your equal on your shoulders, you don't want it. You say that you're the head of the table and all of this, but you're just a equivalent bitch. And, and to quote Kevin Owens, like, is there anybody that that cusses and sounds like they're doing themselves a disservice when they cuss, other than Kevin? Kevin is such a uh, <laughs> he's such a good guy that I just every time I hear him cuss, I go, "Okay, man, stop it. That's not you. He's not a cuss guy. You don't have well, to. That's such beneath him." I first of all, I think cussing in the WWE is a hard sort of proposition in general because you can only say what bitch uh ass it's like that's when you Damn. know pay-per-view season like a big pay-per-view is coming around like john cena used to say bitch like when john cena said bitch you know one of the big four oh, was coming around shit's on now. <laughs> oh man so it's like it's kind of like this disingenuous nod and a wink i don't know but i'll say this like i actually i i I might be on the opposite with you with owens like owens just did it like uh within the last week i don't think it was last night i think it was the week before i i kind of got caught up on wrestling before the last yeah it was like last three or four days so it's all kind of running together but yeah i'm gonna make uh, you come get your bitch yeah, that's what he said. Like, come get your family, bitch, or something. Like, he does it quickly. He tries to get it in there. But you see, you know, you know, Kevin on a personal level. So, you know, the family man, Kevin, you know, this, this Kevin that we don't know. So when you, when you, when you hear him kind of try and force it, I think your radar goes up. But yeah, Mark, I mean, cussing the WWE, it's not like an AEW. I mean, they get to say shit at AEW. A well placed shit, a well placed shit can really, man, it's like a big Lebowski in the rug. That rug really tied the room together. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, a good shit can, well, not a good shit. You get what I'm saying? A good shit can really tie the room together. <laughs> it's, it's how you lace it, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I will beat the living shit out of you. Like, just saying shit. Like, it's like it's a question. It's, uh, it's no power in it. You got to <laughs> lace it. You got to sprinkle disrespect on it and then let it loose. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A well-placed swear word is we, uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I feel like we like to pride ourselves on a well-placed swear word here on busted open. It's not just me. It's not just me. That Dave LaGreca guy, he likes to sling oh. that heat and Mark sling. Speaking of slinging heat, and I know we're going to talk about it throughout the show, but Randy Orton, Dave LaGreca, my God, he, woof, he came out with some heat yesterday. Mark. Whoa. Yeah, man. Started it off with the heat. And, hmm. uh, I, I, I went on yesterday and I, I liked, you know the 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 rant, but I said this is not my view on it. But I appreciate <laughs> Dave for taking up for me. I, I love it when somebody takes up for me, and Randy gonna get his. And I'm not saying that it's gonna be me, but I I like for it to be me. But I'm just well, saying I I, somebody, I noticed that I noticed that patience, Mark Henry. You were. It, it was hard to swallow. It hey. was hard to swallow. I'm gonna tell you right now. But we're gonna talk about it. All right. Stay well, tuned. We got we got some in depth knowledge coming about that whole ordeal. 
Well, it wasn't just uh, Dave that had comments on that. Our own bully Ray uh, had some uh, words for that, too. Very upset with Randy Orton. Randy, you know, making a lot of enemies here on Busted Open. But you know what? R- Randy you know what, Mark? I, I, I think he's okay. Though. I was going to say, I think he's okay with that. Randy Orton's made a career out of making enemies. But you know what? He's never ran across Dave LaGreca. And one of those rants, man, melting Yikes. eardrums out there, Dave. You enjoy your weekend, Dave. Take a breath, man. You're up there upstate New York. You got your bears. You got the winter weather. Yeah, Violetta, life is good, man. Life is good. Life is good. Hey, man, can you send a shout-out, Ryan, to Dave and tell him not to start skiing? Sure. Because people asked him, Dave, why why would you move up here? You don't don't golf. You don't ski. (laughs) And that's where he moved to. And now he's considering it. We have got to talk him down from the tower. He'll Sonny Bono himself. Andre Andre made a really good point. He said, New Jersey, Ryan, he ran it about New York in the past. That's true. He, it is Jersey. It is Jersey. I should be correct with that. I'm so, I'm so detached from the East Coast, Mark. It's been years since I've been over there. It's like California. When people try to, like, you know, uh, uh, correct me on California, we're like, well, or it's Orange County or it's, you know, it's Long Beach. It's, not, it's all L.A. If you live in Southern California, it's L.A. If you it's live LA. on the East Coast, it's pretty much New York. That's just I'm, I'm a terrible American. All right, Busted Open Nation. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define find our favorite performances new episodes will be available every tuesday on the sirius xm app pandora and apple Podcasts. i'm ryan mckinnell that is the world's strongest man mark henry and mark i said it before we were going to break but i want to dive into it right now stone cold steve austin you know one of the greatest characters one of the greatest performers one of the greatest wrestlers to ever step foot inside the squared circle uh man listen there's not I don't know what you can say about this man that hasn't already been said now obviously transitioning you know for the last 15 years into Hollywood and television he's got his new season of straight up Steve Austin debuting this week on USA Network so much to get to when you talk about Stone Cold but Mark he was on this show uh, earlier in the week talking about the return of straight up Steve Austin on USA Network and you know he talked to Dave and Bully and had lots of things to say but one of the things that he talked about and this is something we talked about a lot on the show and I'm really glad Dave and Bully asked him about this and that is Mark Calloway the Undertaker obviously I think the biggest story of 2020 in the professional wrestling world was the departure of the Undertaker and with that Mark came right the unveiling of the man behind the the hat right behind the jacket behind the 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 character that we've known for all these years mark calloway essentially letting us into the person that he was and and mark for a lot of us in the professional wrestling world it was uh it was really refreshing and we're about to hear from stone cold it sounds like it was really refreshing for uh for him as well i mean this is a guy that you know we haven't known a lot about over the years including stone cold (laughs) I'm as big a fan of the business as anybody, and I understand kayfabe. I understand protecting the business, but when it's get, when it's time to ride off in the sunset, if Mark Calloway never talked about being the Undertaker, why shouldn't he have that opportunity to do that? Just like anybody else, because he can't be the Undertaker anymore. He can make an appearance on Raw or or whatever, but now it's time to live his life and. 
the majority of his life was being that guy. So I, I, I think it's great for him to do it. It doesn't bother me in the least. I mean, hell, I've done it. And, you know, like I said in that first time uh, he was on the show, I said, man, I've known you for a long time, but I don't know you very well because it was a shoot. And then he came back on that second time and, you know, man, I busted out that bottle of Jack pretty quick. And then we started drinking a couple of beers and, you know, it, it wasn't about him letting his guard down. You know, Mark, Mark's a smart, smart guy, but he was more comfortable with me on that second go round. It's just two grizzled veterans. I ain't going to date us, but you're talking about two grizzled veterans from, from Texas who have spent a lifetime, him longer than me, uh, in love with the business of pro wrestling and performing performing at the highest level, now sitting there just talking shop, not inside shop, trading stories and just reliving some good times. And it truly goes back to uh, that song in uh, his series, a Troubadour. And it was just, just, a, just a BS session with a cool-ass guy. That was Stone Cold Steve Austin on Busted Open on Wednesday. That was just a clip of Stone Cold right here on the show. If you want to hear the whole uh, uh, talk, and you really should, head out to the Sirius XM app, and you can catch Hell that the whole conversation. But, Mark, you know, w- when, when Stone Cold's talking about The Undertaker like that, talking about Mark Calloway like that, it really is. I mean, Stone Cold's talked about it a little bit before, but the fact that, like, he didn't know The Undertaker like he wanted to. It's just, it's amazing because you would think like a guy like Stone Cold, a guy like The Undertaker, the business, the way it was in 98, 99, and 2000, that obviously, I, I don't think there were two bigger components of the business. I mean, obviously The Rock was in there, but you know, the three of the biggest names at the time and the fact that he was so shrouded, even to a guy like Stone Cold, I, I just, what an enigma, what a, what a character that The Undertaker was because that's how much he cared about it is that he, he kept so much stuff close to the vest, it seemed like. He did, and 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 it was it was hard. There's been many times that you know he showed up and wrestled, and I didn't know that he was in town. I mean, <laughs> dozens of times. Wow! Like you know, I mean, we live in the same city. We talk. Our kids play. You know, we get ice cream, go to movies, and stuff like that with the kids, and like it, that part of his life. You know, like there were there were things that, you know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And it was intentional because even even somebody that would never say anything, um, you don't want the chance of that ruining something that was meant for the fans. Like that was done for the fans. Like people think that. Oh, it was just done for the storyline and it was done for the entertainment value of the show. Yeah, but ultimately, all of that was done for the fans. And him being a really secretive individual in the business, it gave life to the business. Like, he was the battery. He was the 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 catalytic converter if you will he was the he was the um the microprocessor in the computer he was he was what ran everything and you know we had the rock and we had steve austin and Shawn michaels and a list of you know hall of famers that um are on the mount rushmore top 10 top 20 but all of that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him. So 
um, yeah, he was different. And, and getting to know him now that his career is over, there are people, you know, I'm fortunate to, um, to have had a personal relationship, but there are people that they, they don't know him at all. Yeah. Well, talking about the legend, the undertaker, obviously, uh, you know, 30 years in the business, uh, arguably coming off of one of his greatest matches ever in the boneyard match against AJ styles at WrestleMania coming at the age it did with, with, uh, you know, the undertaker, it was very impressive. And Mark, I just want to end on this, you know, talking about Stone Cold because I am genuinely curious. Every time I see Stone Cold, you know, is, is straight up Steve Austin is going to be returning to the USA Network. That's where we've seen him most recently with any sort of regularity. He's so vascular. Like every time I see him, he's in such good shape. He looks like a million I, bucks. He really does, man. And, and, you know, the legends you were on, you know, Monday Night Raw this week, you know, Goldberg returned. We can get into that a little bit if you want. But, you know, I just when I was watching the legends on Monday, and, you know, Stone Cold showed up on Wednesday. It, it always comes around, you know, every so often with Stone Cold. And he hasn't completely shut the door, man. And he's in such great shape. I thought we may have seen a return when CM Punk was uh, burning, you know, back in 11 and 12. It was obviously a natural storyline that would have written itself. Uh, Mark, do you think there's any chance? I think we both agree that if he wanted to in the right sort of circumstance, he could, right? He, he certainly looks like the health is there. But do, do, he, do you think he could it could probably? Happen? He could probably go and have the surgeries that Edge had and Daniel Bryan had. But you know what, man? Like, if he could live the rest of his life and not be in pain and not have to go through another surgery to fix something that has been fused and that is fine the way he is now, then why mess with it? Leave good enough alone. And he's so good at what he does now. I mean, I'm not, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It feels really weird, like even trying to praise a guy that is so, uh, I mean, obviously good at what he does. Polarizing. Just you, uh, yeah, but I mean, dude, you were on his show. I mean, you, you've, I've talked to Steve. I've had him on a couple different shows. He is so meticulous and he is so thoughtful. Like you were interviewed by him for over an hour. Like he's so good at for his job. Three hours. Just for three hours. But Mark, just as, just as an interviewer, like he's so varied and he's so good at all these other things. I, I would also understand why he you know, would totally be okay and not even give a shit about returning to professional wrestling. Right. And he's yeah. good at what he does. He has found the place in Hollywood where he's important. And yeah. um, obviously he's making a, a nice hunk of change. Otherwise it wouldn't have been to a second season. Um, I I think that Steve is you know he's he's always going to be a WWE personality. Um, like he has the world by the short hairs. He's in control of his own destiny, and that's ultimately what we want. We want to get paid yeah. and be able to live the life and share with our kids, our wives, our significant others the spoils of the world, but we also want to um, have great health and to feel good about the decisions that you made as it relates to your career. And I think that he has.
Yep, I don't think there's any uh, question about that. Certainly done it right in retirement as we talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, Mark, let's turn the page on Stone Cold. As I mentioned, y'all can catch that entire conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin right here. He was on a Busted Open on Wednesday. You can catch it on the Sirius XM app. Uh, you can cue that up after the show and make sure go back and check that out because, again, you know, Stone Cold stopping guy by and giving his – uh, you know, his thoughts on all things pro wrestling. That is, uh, that's something you, you, you truly can't miss. Mark, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to throw this question to you. You just retweeted it on social media. Marcus Gurley, Marcus down there in Georgia, one of our loyal listeners, he chimed in on social media and he was talking about Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns. That is the match right now for the Universal Championship at Royal Rumble, Adam Pierce last night taking uh, the gauntlet match with the help of Jay Uso and Roman Reigns and positioning himself to be the next contender for that Universal Championship. Now, Mark, I asked you at the start of the show, do you actually think Adam Pierce is going to make it to Royal Rumble? And you said yourself, no, I don't think so. You know, you got Kevin Owens in there. Something is going to happen. But I go back to Marcus. Here's what he has to say. I don't hate the idea of Pierce versus Roman. As my man Stevie Ray used to say, suckers gots to know about my man Scrap Iron. A one-off? It ain't bad at all. At least it's thinking outside the box. Well, that is absolutely true. Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns is thinking outside the box, and Scrap Daddy does have a history. What if? What if, Mark Henry? Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns actually happens at Royal Rumble. I didn't really even think about it. We'll get Mark Henry's thoughts when we come back here on a Saturday. This is Busted Open. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, that's right. If you ain't first, you're last. It's weekly winner time. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Hour three is upon you and mark boy do we have a race for weekly winner this week when i look at the pro wrestling that i watched from monday to well not even monday really i mean i i'm we're not gonna th- i'm not gonna put wrestle kingdom in the running because i again i do weekly television shows i don't i don't want we don't do pay-per-views on weekly winner but just in terms of a pro I, wrestling i didn't get up to sport, watch it what'd you say and I didn't wake up at four o'clock in the morning to watch. It. <laughs> well, you didn't. Have, we didn't have to do the Saturday show. That's right. We, uh, for those of you that don't know or didn't catch it last Wrestle Kingdom, so two years ago, Mark and I stayed up all night on a Friday and came here right here live on a Saturday and did a live reaction Wrestle Kingdom show because, well, Wrestle Kingdom was on a Friday. That didn't happen uh, this year. Obviously, happened on a Sunday night. But Mark, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom Monday Night Raw was fine. You were on the show. They had the Legends Night. 
Um, then he had Impact, obviously. AEW and NXT with just A-plus shows, frankly, on Wednesday. And then another A-plus show on Friday Night SmackDown. Just really good pro wrestling all the way across the board. I'm interested to see you know, what you've got to say about these various shows. I'm more interested to see also who is going to get the winner because I, I got to be honest, dude, I don't exactly know which way I'm going. I feel like I can be swayed here. Um, I'm going to let you go first because this was a really okay. good week of in-ring action uh, for, for, for all of us, for all of us fans, Mark. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and start at the beginning. Yeah, you let's know, do that's it. You, that's usually a good policy. I like um, it. Monday Night Raw was not a historically great show, but it was a good show. And I'm so glad that the legend show was not one that you had to rake under the carpet. Uh, it was a good show. Um, I mean, it started Great main off event. good. Great main event, Mark. Main, main event was awesome. And yeah. a lot of entertainment. It was a sports entertainment show. Yeah. And Randy Orton, there were some good matches. I, 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 Riddle and Bobby Lashley was good. Um, watching Randy Orton and, and Jeff Hardy um, was, was good to me. I mean, man, I, I, I like the uh, Lucha House Party and Sheldon Benjamin and um, uh, Cedric Alexander, Cedric Entertainer, as I called him. Um, but the main event was the the thing that you know really set that show uh, to the top, and it was cool being a part of that show and being there with Randy Orton. Um, that got a lot of uh, buzz going because yeah. of my reactions. And I, I I enjoy being in that spot. And um, you know what, man? I, I I thought the show was good. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give a B or A or a C. I'm not gonna do a classification thing. I'm just gonna say that the show was good. Yeah. We get to Wednesday, and I am looking so forward to Wednesdays that I have already set the bar high. Like for AEW and for NXT, I set the bar high. I'm, I'm expecting greatness. They did not disappoint this week. AEW, listen, it was impressive um, the way that they put the show together. Uh, they they did what we just talked about, starting a, with a, a really good match with a lot yeah. of action and. They they put the guys together that made you want to see and and you want to see who's gonna who's gonna rise to the occasion in in that match and the eighteen eight man tag team match uh, was just what was needed at that time and we got to finally see Wardlow and Jake Hager um, square off and and it was like a big fight in Vegas field. Mark, and what'd I you think? And, and I'm glad you brought that up. What'd you think about Hager uh, taking the L there and Wardlow getting the win? I mean, they talk so much about Hager. Obviously, he operates in uh, both worlds in my in the worlds that I operate in in mixed martial arts. He is. I mean, it is true when Jim Ross, you know, says he's an undefeated mixed martial artist. It is true. He is undefeated. He's got you the. You can't hurt the Oklahoma- him though. No, that's, that's the thing. I I didn't think that. I think that if you beat Wardlow, um, then you kill him off. But Jake mm-hmm. Hager's got so much going for him 
that it, it dropped him down a little bit, but it dropped him down to where now he can be angry mm. and he could do more and, and, and give Warlow something else. But give him Warlow, a little personality. Give him a little, yeah, give, give him a little meat on the become. bone, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I enjoyed the start of the uh, Women's World Championship. And um, I, I love Sheeta. But, like, I'm going to tell you, I closed my eyes most of that match because, you know, like, Abaddon is, like, scary to me. Abaddon I have is, nightmares looking at her. Yeah, Abaddon is uh, no disrespect to the, the fiend Bray Wyatt. You know, it's a great... Um, it's a great look. We've been, we've seen it now for a couple years. The mask is pretty cool, but Abaddon doesn't use a mask. Abaddon has some contacts, you know, she uses some makeup. She's got her thing, but she inhabits that character in ways that you, they don't come around often, Mark. So when you say that you are scared from her, I see it. I, I, I don't get scared it's often, but she is it's, it's the yeah. actions. too. Yes. The visuals do it. Like I, I, you know, I don't like scary stuff. Right. I don't watch horror movies and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person that I could have a nightmare off a conversation of a scary movie. So, uh, but we got <laughs> Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix and Woo! Ray Phoenix, man. Like, I think it's time that they put a little bit more emphasis on him. Like he, he is Cesaro to me. That's getting a shot at, but they are not giving him the full shot. I he's love that. Good. I love you good. comparing Ray Phoenix to Cesaro because in an in-ring standpoint, it doesn't, you're like, what? No. And in terms of underutilized talent and every time that person is given more than 10 minutes, my jaw is on the effing floor. <laughs> on the floor. He puts your face on the yep. floor. He's so good. Damn. And then you go over to Wednesday night and you tune in and the first thing that you see <laughs> is the cream of the crop. You see, you see, <laughs> Karrion Cross as a presence about mm. him, the entrance. Um, Damien Priest, the archer of infamy, looks the part, works the part. He, he, he works more the part because he's a big guy that can do some unbelievable things you would not expect a big guy to be able to do. But right. that's not the kicker. The kicker was the story that they told. You could do that. I could do it too. I could do this. <clears throat> Whatever. I could do it better. And they right. just kept on going and going. And I was just like blown away. Um, the match that people are not going to give credit is uh escobar and metalik had a hell of a match like yes. i mean it was exciting as hell and you would think well you know you got to have a couple of matches in there just to you know fill some time and yada 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 <laughs> them dudes went out there like hey we're not going out there to fill time we're going out yeah. there to get over and they both got over. Um, the newest, the I always like new things, and I like title changes. That's how I give kind of my super kudos to a show. Okay. Uh, seeing Zia Lee uh, come out in a new gimmick, 
against more more so an enhancement talent, I think. Yeah. You, yeah, you no can question. say that. Uh she got over. She got over. Everything looked crisp. The storytelling was great. The the I mean the mood was set. It was sports entertainment at its best. Um Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley, I I can't say enough for what they did. I pointed out to Dave yesterday that Bully said early in the week on on um on Tuesday, I think it was, that he didn't or, or on Thursday. He said, I, I didn't was there anything that was a holy shit moment? And they said, no, it was just a good match. It was yeah. the story was great. And I, I just had to disagree. I thought Rhea Ripley jumping off the top of the, of the lockers on on the table after giving the DX was a holy shit moment. I would agree with I that. I thought that handcuffing Ra- Ra- Rochelle Gonzalez to the cage and her pulling a patch of fence out was a holy shit moment. And a last woman standing match where you slam somebody through the floor is a holy shit moment. Like that match was full of them. So I I would have to, I had to disagree. And Dave was like, you know what? You're right. And I'm I'm not here to be right. I'm here to state the facts and, and use my experience to dissect what we do and that's that's what we're doing here so uh that match itself was worth the price of admission mark before you continue i just want to ask you one thing on that gonzalez ripley match you talked about it not being a holy shit moment or bully and made reference to that my holy shit moment was the finish rhea ripley taking the l is that indicative of things to come could this mean a call-up for rhea ripley's considering she you know essentially did the honors on wednesday well i mean you know what we can we can get into that uh, after weekly winter, because I think okay. that that's a segment in itself. Um, <laughs> that's true. But that's true. We we get off task right now. This this is gonna be one of those thirty minute weekly winners. <laughs> uh, good point. Good point. Good point. Continue. But, continue. <laughs> but I I like the fact that they had the the mixed tag, and you know mm-hmm. that was that was cool. I lo- I love that because it's the more entertaining part of uh, NXT when you put Johnny Gargano and Candice. Um, I mean, you could put them out there with some ramen noodles, and it's gonna be good. And but unfortunately, like fortunately, like uh, sh- um, like Shasi Blackheart and and Kushida, um, like both of them are really really good, and it's kind of a mash them up, throw it together, and get it out there. But it was entertaining as hell. I mean, yeah. it was entertaining as all get out in the main event. Um, Finn Balor and, and Kyle O'Reilly, like they, damn it, they made me proud to be a wrestler. Like they went out there and told stories. They they put a little risk on their bodies at times, especially that stuff on the apron. You know, I don't like uh, when people get on the apron yeah. because there's such a chance of difficulty that somebody can get hurt, and and that's the hardest part of the ring. Sure. And they were just out there risking life and limb. Um, hell of a match. You know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, 
you know, got his face pushed into the rope and Finn kicked the rope and, you know, hurt his jaw trying to get back. They they went back to a story from a month, almost two months ago. Or, or maybe more. Like I actually six, say, I think it might have been a little more, yeah. Yeah, it might have been closer to three months. Yeah. They went back, like, they let that, they told that story, like, I mean... I'm just sitting here like just flabbergasted, mouth open. Can't believe that they would they would bring it back that far. So I mean, it was it was an impressive show. I I I, I, I it'd be hard pressed for me to give anything more than that. Last night, uh, we we saw SmackDown, where SmackDown it continues to be, um like a roaring success. It's just a yeah. fire out of control. Uh, Roman Reigns is just walking to the ring and the stories that they told with um, Adam Pierce and the tag, um, the tag with losing the, a new title holder. Like I told you, I like to see title changes. Yep. It's a big deal to me. And to see the Street Profits lose the titles and Dolph Ziggler um, and Bobby Roode get the win and become the tag title holders was big. Big E is not disappointing as the as the champion. He's not. Them restarting the match and doing all of the things that they did after the restart was, you know, usually it's, you know, restart and go home. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. They gave you even more. So, I mean, you you get to the main event, and really the main event was, you know, a gauntlet match with all of that that happened in there. Shinsuke, we talk about it. This whole show has been pretty much how great Shinsuke Nakamura was. And Shinsuke did not disappoint. And, of course, at the end, Roman Reigns, and cousin Jay pulled the fool, is what we call it. He pulled a fool, <laughs> and Adam Pearce ended up becoming the winner of that match and getting that match against Roman Reigns. And hopefully they do that next week and not at Royal Rumble. But um, it looks like that's going to be at the Royal Rumble match for and right now. For right now, that's the way it looks. Yep. yep. And I don't know how that's going to go. But that's not on. That wasn't on SmackDown. SmackDown was a really, really good show. But I have to go back. It don't matter if you're good. It matters if you are the weekly winner. Matters and if you're first. My it matters <laughs> if you're first. And my weekly winner goes to NXT. And if you're not first, you're last. Sorry, SmackDown. Well, I can't say I hate it, Mark. I can't say I hate it. When you look at AEW and you look at SmackDown and you look at NXT, I think this is kind of like we talk about it in pro wrestling. You talk about it in other sports. We got a Rosh Markazi that's going to be coming up in about 20 minutes. We're going to be diving into the NFL playoffs and kind of uh, talking pro wrestling as well. But you talk about goats in every sport, in every form of entertainment, right? You do with actors too, right? It, when you get to the highest right. level 
it then just becomes subjective, right? Art is subjective. So it's really just about what you like. When you talk about SmackDown, NXT, and AEW, those were three really, really, really good really pro wrestling good show. shows. And I don't really care which one you go with. Like, I, I, Nation, I'm talking to you. Like, as long as you pick one of those three, I think a case can be made for any of them. Um, you brought up Zia Lee on NXT. Mark, I am so excited with what we are potentially going to see from that woman because the vignettes leading up to it was spectacular. Then we got the unveil on Wednesday with the, the we still don't know exactly the person pulling the strings and what the story that's going to be told. But what I do know is that what I saw from Wednesday, a full disclosure, Mark, we haven't seen a lot of Zia Lee. I don't know much out of her career and I haven't seen her work a lot, at least in any sort of, you know, lengthy capacity and i'm not saying she got particularly a ton of time on wednesday but the time that she did have boy oh boy did she utilize it mark her move set seems to be incredible like that flying knee she threw and a couple of those uh, uh techniques those i mean it, that shit was clean Woof. and i mean just really the whole story of having the master that yeah. you want to please the master and you want to not disappoint the master. Uh, I think it's going to bring the best out of her, and it did on it did on Wednesday. It, it sure did. And I just when you look at that, like that was just kind of like a a side note to New Year's Evil on Wednesday, right? Like Mark already right. brought it up. Carrying Cross and Damian Priest kicking off the show, and then Escobar and Metalik having their cruiserweight championship, and then, oh, that little stopover that I mentioned with Zia Lee. What a cool little piece of business that was. Oh, and that led into Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley, which then led into a little, you know, that, that mixed tag with Kushida, and then the NXT championship with Balor and O'Reilly. That is, in terms of a two-hour show, I they got a lot in. And and they and not only did they get a lot in, um, Ryan Ryan dropped. I'm I'm just gonna you know kind of take on what he was saying, but they got a lot in. Like that that match, you you can't you can't not want to see more of it. And Ryan McKinnell, I I can't speak exactly for him when I say this. But I, I would I would think that Ryan would want to see want all of us to see more of that. Like the way that he phrased seeing Zia Lee get her come ups and the way that he um the way that he well I, we, I guess we got Ryan back. I'll let him finish his point. But I I'm just saying, <laughs> like they left us wanting to see more. Am I, am I, am I, can I, can I speak for you on that, Ryan? Well, what were we talking about in regards to NXT on Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Not only did they leave us wanting more when you're, when like your little stopover, your little mid card sort of business is Zia Lee and Katrina Cortez book ended with that last woman standing. And then the cruiserweight championship, you know, before it's just, it was such a great pro wrestling show and market was done in two hours. I thought you recapped the rest of the shows perfectly. I didn't know exactly where I was going, but as we started getting into it, you went throughout those shows again, art is subjective. 
right? You can like any of those three shows. I think those were unquestionably the three best shows in the week that was in professional wrestling. But I'm with you, Mark. I, I had to go to NXT because not only did it have, I mean, really, it was just all pro wrestling. It had some cool other stuff involved too, but it just, the long stuff mattered. The short stuff mattered. The title matches mattered. The non-title matches mattered. Yep. Everything there was no was placeholders. Nope. None. And and literally none. Like it was a perfectly booked show from front to back. And honestly, I felt the same way about SmackDown and AEW. It was just little caveats. One thing I do want to get to before we go to break, we got a Rosh Markazi coming up in 10 minutes. The Good Brothers showing up on AEW, Mark, saluting the Bullet Club. We get Kenny Omega. The Young Bucks come out. I just, I can't stress this enough. I, I know I don't have a lot of time to get into it, but it's something that we've been saying a lot on this show. It just what a time for pro wrestling. I don't know what is on the horizon, but I do know that companies are working together and they're doing it in big ways. Again, I don't know what the future holds, but I have a really good feeling about everything that's happening outside that WWE universe right now, Mark, because it is really exciting. Yeah, uh, and, and, and we can't not. I mean, you can't really call them the Bullet Club. no. You no. know, like that was the thing that I, I I tried to like stay away from it. Uh, same thing I tried to stay away from. You know, Snoop Dogg jumping off the top of the <laughs> off the top rope because it was like one of the worst splashes I ever saw in my life. Um, no disrespect to Snoop. Snoop was like, oh, yeah, was... I told you, Pump Pump is like one of my favorite songs, and that's that's it's not even a one of his hits. Like uh, I'm, I'm a fan of songs that not even Snoop's hit. Maybe, hey, maybe that's why it hurts you. You just love Snoop that much, and that splash. Was I wanted so bad. to see just, more. I wanted to see yeah. better. Just broke your heart. Oh, just broke my your heart. heart. Hey, listen, listen. As we dive into weekly winner, I just mentioned NXT getting the nod from both myself and uh, Mark Henry. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.